Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yo, who's our munchies tonight, yo? It's Cannabis Talk 101. You're going to learn today. Puff, puff, kid. With Blue and Joe Grande. Hello and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. My name's Blue, alongside me is Mr. Joe Grande, and you are now tuned in to the greatest cannabis show on the planet. That's right, you guys. Thank you for listening to our podcast all around the world. Make sure you check out our website, CannabisTalk101.com, as we have so many great articles and blogs on the site for you to check out. And feel free to give us a call anytime, 1-800-420-1980. And check out the Instagram pages at Cannabis Talk 101. Well, Blue is at the number one Christopher Wright. Hello. And I am at Joe Grande 52 And if you're looking for a quickie, you guys, check out Quickie Pre-Rolls. And check out the website, quickiepreerolls.com. That's Q-U-I-C-K-I-E-S-P-R-E-R-O-L-L-S.com. Or on Instagram, Quickie Pre-Rolls and the... Three S's at the end. Same thing, but with three S's, everybody loves it with you. Joining us virtually on the phone today, you guys, on the podcast, is someone behind the scenes of a company who puts on one of the biggest business-to-business trade shows in the cannabis space. On the phone, we have Nick Smart, the general manager at CannaCon, a one-stop shop for all your cannabis business needs, including cultivation, innovation, education, business and legal advice, retail insight, extraction technology, scientific and financial trends, marketing brand, and so much more, whether you're a consumer industry employee, entrepreneur, a producer, processor, retailer, or investor, you guys. Canacon provides an ideal platform for business growth. Ex- exhibitors, you guys, there's a mass amount of countless contexts, forge business deals, gain strategic insight, and achieve unrevealed access to industry knowledge through the course of each expo they have across the country. It's safe to say that Canacon is one of the very few opportunities to network with like-minded entrepreneurs, with entrepreneurs, excuse me, who are also building a bold new industry. Be sure to check out their website at canacon.org, that's C-A-N-N-A-C-O-N.org, or follow them on Instagram at canacon2.0 or underscore canacon underscore to get involved today. Without further ado, we'd like to welcome the GM to the show of Canacon, Mr. Nick Smart. What a great name you have there, yeah, Nick, by the way. Mr. I mean, Smart. Huh? Mr. Smarty Pants himself. I feel like it's made up. I mean, is that your stage name, Nick, just to be the GM of Canacon, or is this your real name, first off? <laughs> You know, I think that's probably the most shit I've ever got about my name. <laughs> yeah, right. No, you had not. to it's grow up, up getting name. your balls busted all day. Every, I mean, let's just go there. At what age did your friends start busting your balls? Because if we were friends growing up, smarty pants, Nick, this and that. I mean, what was it for you? Well, dude, I grew up in California. No one really gave you shit for your name, right? Oh. Um, it was, yeah, just really, I, I think I think that my dad got it a lot more than I did with the whole uh Agent 86 shit that gets smart show. Ah, uh, yeah. No, to be honest, I never really got any any flack for my last name. You were just low key. And I was smart. So, I, I you know, I wasn't, a, a, so I didn't uh, not live up to my last name. That's yeah. fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, I, I, I like and if we too. were friends, I would have bust your balls. Like, here's my buddy Smarty Pants over yeah, here. Yeah, big Mr. Smart. Smart's in the building. I mean, it would have no, been a I fun I think thing. as I got older, right, like it happened. 
but I, not when I was a kid. Like as I became an adult, when I went to the army, I think I think in the army was probably the worst. Oh well, thank you for so your service, brother. I appreciate shit, that. But, That's always good. Oh, yeah, yeah no absolutely. Doubt. Nick smarter, not harder. Yeah, Nick smart. He's gonna yeah. know what to do. It just feels like you know what to do. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I feel like the fucking Nick smart. He he's got the answer. <laughs> well, well, Nick, my last name's Wright, so you yeah, know. we got the smart one and the right one yeah. over here, <laughs> Mr. Wright. Everybody's like, oh, you think you're Mr. Wright? I'm like. Actually, I am. So, Nick, let's just start about you real quick before we get into Canacon, because Canacon is a fucking industry staple. It's been all around the country for that matter. But you said you were born in California. Let's learn a little bit about Nick Smart before we get into Canacon. Where are you from? Where'd you grow up, brother? Well, my dad did trade shows my whole life. And oh, really? so by the time we so were did mine, 14, Nick. we started traveling Nick, who's your dad? all over the country. Uh, Mr. Smart? My dad's Bob Smart. Um, he was the, if you know who Cal Spas is, he was the Cal Spas show manager for most of my early life. Uh, I grew up in Cali though, lived there for like 13 years. Then we moved to the East Coast for a while and then ended up in Washington. I think my like freshman year in high school, something like that. And I've really been here ever since. We're about Dude, to Cali. I don't know though. why I haven't left this fucking place, but I'm still here. <laughs> hey, me too, bro. Why aren't you here then? Why why are we on a Zoom right now? Are you that lazy? What that are you in? We're in, You're Cal in Cali. We're no? in Orange County, yeah. Where are you at? Yes. I'm in like an hour north of Seattle. Oh, okay. You're that lazy. That you couldn't even you couldn't drive just in. fly out here real quick. I mean, <laughs> just, geez. Yeah. just jump on one of your privates. That's all good. Hey, so so Nick, did you guys? Oh, is your dad in? Is your dad like L.A. trade show, Long Beach, Anaheim, San Diego, Northern Cali, or just in NorCal? Is our you're saying our trade show or my or what my dad did? Your dad. What your dad did? No, he traveled all around the country for probably 11 months a year wow. doing trade shows. Um, and I think like in 2001 is when we decided to do a trade show. Like we did like a home and garden show, nothing yeah. like Canacon, but I, I, I'm just trying to remember. I think that was right around the time that we, we tried it for the first time, like ourselves, like putting on a trade show. Sure. And it was funny. I was talking to my guys the other day about it and, you know, now you just get a credit card, you run it through Square, but fuck back then, you had to wait for a check from everybody, right? I mean, Ooh. it was a lot different on how you sold a, a trade show compared to how you do it today. I mean, you've watched it evolve from being a little kid, like you said, I, with your dad there as well, both of you guys, yeah. from seeing how they even set up the little booths to now these big extravagant booths with damn near pyrotechnics in the damn yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, you know, Nick. Oh, dude, I, when I was nine, like they would pay me a hundred bucks a day to clean all the fucking spots because there's like thirty of them, right? Yeah. And I just take that money and go waste it at the at the carnival games all day. Yeah, oh, I bet. That's, <laughs> That's a great it. life, though. You know what I mean? That's fun. It's one Dude, of those I, fun, energetic lives. I loved it. You know, I I, I really for myself, uh, I've been I I grew up in the eight, local eight thirty one union, uh, building trade shows. Um, you know, with my pops and and. Uh, so I, you know, I did music and and I would work on selling weed and 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 do the work in the union, you know, and it was just like my whole stick. And right in downtown LA, we'd be at the docks, and I didn't uh, do freight, but with the Teamsters, but I would build the, I'd be a decorator building the shows, and um, you know, it taught me a lot, man. And you know, I I could appreciate uh, the the trade show industry. I think it's one of the the best industries in the world. You got to. You're working hard. It's not. It's and, no bullshit. And and it and it, it pays well. It works hard. You know. And it, it's just you meet some really intelligent, you know, uh, people, and then you meet some, you know, really intelligent buffoons. But it's a it's a great place to be, though. I, I think it's just a, <laughs> a, an amazing thing. So what what high school did you go to? I went to Richland High, in Richland, Washington. So kind of the exact opposite of Western Washington, really hot all the time, desert, no trees, really hundred degrees in the summer, kind of cold in the winter, not a lot of people, like a million people on the whole Eastern side of the state. Um, I mean, shit, there's like what, 3 million people in the Seattle area. So quite a bit different, like, uh, but yeah, I grew up in the Eastern Washington for probably 10 years and That's then nice. For some reason, I moved over to the to the west side of the state. Did you did you play uh, did you play sports? 
Yeah, yeah, I played uh I played basketball all the way through high school into college. Oh really? Um, a college player? Look at you yeah. having skills. What position? Point guard. Blew my knee out my freshman year, and that was it. Wow. You know, there's a lot to say about athletes like that, especially if you're a point guard in basketball, because you got to really lead the team. And if you're doing that through high school and going to college, that says a lot about a character in my book, because a lot of people who don't really understand sports and really understand, especially basketball, the point guards got to get along with damn near everybody. You know what yeah. I mean? You got to feed the four. You got to get five. along with everybody, right? Yeah, you do, yep. dude. It's got to, you have to have yep. a good personality at my point. I mean, I played sports my whole life. I've coached sports. I, I've just I've been an athlete, college, semi-pro, the whole nine and, you know, when I look at basketball players, and that's why I like to know what positions, because I can tell who you are a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And for those who don't know, I like to identify. What, like, what this sport is a guy. did you play semi-pro? I played semi-pro football. So I was always a oh, bigger no dude. Oh, no shit. Yeah. And then I played college football. I played rugby. And I fought professionally as well. He, at times. He's making shit up right now. No, not at all, brother. Go ahead. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, no. He's, he's, the rugby's the coolest part, though, right? Like, that's the fucking craziest sport to me. Well, rugby to me was really crazy. Football was was uh, was no joke, but to me, rugby was like you know soccer, football together with no helmets, no nothing, and you just getting their banging heads and fighting and getting punched. Yeah. There's no helmet. So to me, when I played rugby, it was like, ooh, this is a monster sport. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, we're and, and they were going hard. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're, we're going to take a break real quick, Nick. We're going to come back and talk about this Canacom because just real quick before we go to break, West Long Beach, August 4th and 5th, 2023. And in 2023 as well, we're going all the way to the Midwest in Detroit, Michigan, October 6th yeah. and 7th. And then we've got some 2024 events we're going to talk about coming up here on Cannabis Talk 101. We've got Nick Smart from Canacom. We'll be right back after Stay with us. Follow Cannabis Talk 101 on all social media at Cannabis Talk 101. Subscribe to our weekly newsletter on our website, CannabisTalk101.com. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue and Joe Grande, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. Well, folks, if you want to turn your typical into something special when it comes to infused products, the flavor you taste should be just as enjoyable as the feeling you experience. Visit the website, LoranOils.com, as they have so many great recipes on there. Nick Smart, the general manager at Canacon, learned a little bit about you. You point guard. I love that. Now let's learn a little bit about Canacon. I know the one coming up next is in West Long Beach, California, you guys, August 4th and 5th, 2023. That's the next one coming up this year. And then later on this year in October, the 6th and 7th at the Midwest Detroit, Michigan. Go on out there. But tell us, Canacon, how did it start? I mean, I gave a big introduction. We went into it, it, but you break it down in your terms. So... There's really nothing more I can say about what our show is now, right? You said all of it when you gave that introduction. That was fantastic. But how it started was way different than that, right? Like, So Bob had an idea, and the idea was to just do a, a cannabis trade show where you could, where the vendors could actually sell shit, right? So I think it was 2013. We went to a... Oh, I... I'm re- I really can't remember the name of the show. It was a really popular cannabis magazine. They did trade shows back in the early, like, 2010s. Maximum Yield. So they did a show in Tacoma, right? Okay. And so we went to the show in Tacoma. My dad and I went, and there was two – I still remember. This was a long time ago, but I guess that's pot smokers, right? You remember shit that happened a long time ago. Um, 
the vendors had really nice looking booths, right? The problem was is that they couldn't sell anything. Mm. At that time, like trade show industry didn't allow a lot because it was so new. It was barely legal for a year in Washington, only in California and Colorado at the time was it legal anywhere in the country. And so it was new, but the issue was is that they couldn't sell anything. And so it was almost, I don't want to say it was useless to do a trade show, but kind of what's the point if you can't get your product out there, right? So our first idea was we grabbed a business card from every single person at that show. And I stole a guy from a company I was working with that I was selling timeshare, brought him into my dad's basement. And for a year, we just cold called every single one of those cards, every cannabis magazine that was at that anyone that advertised. And I mean, no website. We had this big paper map on our wall. And I mean, that was it, dude. We, we sold I don't remember how many booths. We didn't even charge anyone to get into the first show. We also did it at the Tacoma Dome sometime early 2014. And then it's been 25 plus shows since then. Wow. How many, how many, let me ask you this. Like how many vendors was at that first show? I want to say it was probably around 125 or so. Wow. And then the next year it doubled. And and then we tried to venture out to places, and at first we weren't really good at it. We were really good at doing the show in Seattle, but the markets were so new or so different. We it was hard to figure out the new markets to go to, as any company would struggle early on trying to do that. Sure, um, sure. And then we started figuring it out, like, and then we really started to figure out how to market it how to make it fun, how to try to be a little different than everybody else. Uh, and then as more states started to at least legalize medically, it made it a lot easier to go to those states. And it seemed like we were first at a lot of places and that really helped us. And and now we're, we, we found a new market, you know, next year that we're finally going to go to, which is, a brand new market that we haven't been to. Uh, and, and we had a new market this year in Albuquerque that we had never been to. So that's pretty exciting. No, when you, and, guys... you know, it's really interesting how things have changed through time too, right? If you look at the vendors in the past compared to the vendors now, it's, it's quite a bit different. So, so tell me what kind of vendors are, are we looking at? You know, when, when we come to the Canacon, I mean, is this going to be, um, you know, all business to business? Uh, you know, uh, what kind of operators are we looking at? Uh, you know, nutrient companies. It's mostly, yeah. I, I it, it, in the intro, you described every single type of vendor that's that's essentially going to be there. Sure. I, what I kind of meant by by the difference between ten, you know, ten, eleven years ago is that you see a lot larger companies at Canacon now, like multi-billion dollar companies where cannabis is just a really small part of what they do. Whereas back in the day, it was much smaller companies and that's all they did. And then as time goes on, those companies get absorbed by bigger companies. And, and then you kind of see the, the evolution of, you know, cannabis being legal for damn near 15 years now, at least in Washington. Sure. You know, I, 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 um, I actually like that. I like hearing that, you know, because, you know, one of the things that I, I, I feel that a lot of people don't realize is that cannabis is going to, it touches a lot of vertical industries. You know, it doesn't just, you know, have to be the flower, the plant, the this, the that. There's just so many different industries. And I think a lot of people miss that, um, you know, for the, uh, you know, the growth of it, their mind hasn't expanded, you know, uh, like an accountant needs to be in the cannabis industry. Insurance needs to be in the cannabis industry, but you know, all people think about is smoking pot or, you know, th those are the, the very un, um, un, uh, you know, informed people. But, but uh, as we start to, you know, grow and, and, and more people start to identify what's happening, I think you're right. You get, the, you know, there's scientists, there's, there's doctors, there's, there's professional athletes and there's mass, massive companies that, that uh, will be entering into this space and are, are um, you know, I, I certainly believe looking into it, 
So watching that growth, you know, when you guys started this, um, you know, you're talking how many years now again? What was it? 11 years ago. Dude, yeah, I, I love that. We're, we're 14 years old and, and, and I, I, I don't know very many people that are as old as us. You know, it, well, no, it, not only that, Catacon is such a trusted Four, name. That's so old. 14 is ancient in the cannabis space, I right? Know, yeah. I think well, MJ BizCon was around like 14, 13 years ago. Um, we were right before and, MJ BizCon. And we, us, right? Yeah, that's amazing. Well, yeah, Canacon is one of those like an MJ Biz. They've been around. They've been an ideal staple. And now you guys have a big event going on in Long Beach at the Long Beach Convention and Entertainment Center, 300 East Ocean Boulevard in Long Beach, California, you guys. It starts on Friday, August 4th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Saturday, August 5th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. as well. Get your tickets now. If you want to become an attendee, go to their website. Once again, canacon.org. And I love the fact that you guys kind of solicit right there, become a speaker. And then you can see the floor map of where you want to go, the exhibit information. What kind did you guys ever get through? Like, I can't believe this lady, this dude wants to be a speaker here. And you guys just giggle about some of them. I mean, I think it's got to be funny sometimes, but then like the ones you want to really go get, you're like, geez, we really got to try and go get some of these. But I mean, who is this Joe Grande character that wants to speak here? <laughs> That's got to be fun for you guys, Nick. You know, I, I think the funnest part is, is when you get a speaker and, and then you, I mean, shit, I haven't been to a show in so long. I stay home and take care of the kids and my whole team goes, but I think my funnest part when I went to shows and I, I would always try to listen to as many speakers as I could was someone that really got me to change my perspective on, on the industry. Right. And then I think our, my favorite speaker for sure, moving on, moving onto this is and i think the the biggest seminars that we've had in the last two years have definitely been the pop brothers of all right and i'm pretty sure they're speaking friday at one uh go see them they're hilarious they teach the etiquette of dealing with with law enforcement they're going to teach you to just shut the fuck up and give you great legal advice on if you're getting pulled over if you're getting raided and i think the other cool speaker for Friday, I think he speaks Friday at four, Senator Bradford. I know there's a lot of taxation issues with cannabis companies in California, and he's going to talk about the legislation that he's trying to write to at least make it easier to navigate the a seemingly very perplexed taxing issues with with having a cannabis business in California. Sure. And then on Saturday, what do, what do we got to give us a peek of Saturday? You know what? I don't have a peak of Saturday. Well, way to go, uh, Mr. I think, Smart. I, I, yeah, wait, <laughs> gotcha. wait, wait to screw that up. Um, no, I think I think though that the two most important, at least for Friday, is that. Um, but what's really great is you can just go to canacon.org. You can go to Long Beach. You click on that. And you click on the seminars, and it will literally give you every single seminar from Friday at ten to five, exactly the same on Saturday. And you can actually go and register to make sure that you get a seat because some of them will be full and it'll be standing room only. I agree. Going to the seminars and listening to the speakers and not only that, hearing testimonials from like patients who have gone through so much. Those are some of the most touching things I've ever heard and been a part of where it just really looks at and you go, you know, it just reminds you of what cannabis really is. Sure. You know, especially when you hear the testimonials like Mark and Craig, I love them to death. Matter of fact, Mark's birthday was yesterday. Happy belated birthday, Mark Wasserman. Happy birthday to you, brother. But like that's good education on how and knowing your rights and how to use your rights and at what step to use them the proper way. So that's great information there. But to me, Nick, there's nothing better than when you hear these testimonials, especially from like the scientists and the research that they're doing and what they found and what they're still looking for. And I remember hearing even at one point how this plant is still now till this day, it's still infinite of what it can do. I mean, we do not know the levels that this plant can give us still till this day with all the scientists that are looking at it from all the different countries, Israel leading the pack, and it's still not enough information sure. that they can sure. find out. And it's like, wow, we're just finding out of new CBG, CBD, CBV. CBN, and it's just great. So folks, I, I highly encourage you to go out there to Canacon out there in Long Beach is the next one. We're going to take a break real quick, come back and talk about some of these other ones that they are. But I want you guys to be aware of outside solicitors. Now, there's a number of non-authorized groups who are targeting exhibitors 
with phony offers for hotel rooms, attendees, and exhibitor lists for travel offers. To, uh, offers. Please be aware of that, that Canacon is not always the ones doing that. Make sure you're talking to a legal representative from Canacon. So go to accommodation page at Canacon and make sure you're talking to the real deal because sometimes oh, shit like that uh, happens. We, we know all about that. Man. Yeah, and I yeah. like that you have that on your yeah. site there. Yeah, it's very well said. Not just Canacon, any trade show. Any concert, No trade, trade show is going to sell you their attendee list or anything like that. Don't believe any of that bullshit. And Lord yeah. knows it happens more than not. That's why I really wanted to read it. I'm so happy you have it on your website so I can actually, you know, me give that information out because how many times you are dude, even with us, we talked yeah. to such and such. Oh, I bought tickets. We're like, no, that's no. not from us, dude. You buy your tickets at Ticket. Master, yeah. not, not from us. We'll be right back That's after this crazy. break, and we got more CannaCon across the country. It's yes. Cannabis Talk 101. Stay with us. Follow Cannabis Talk 101 on all social media at Cannabis Talk 101. Subscribe to our weekly newsletter on our website, CannabisTalk101.com. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Check the backseat. Check the backseat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the back seat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue and Joe Grande, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. What time is it, folks? Dive time. That's right. Think higher with Dime Industries. Find them in California, Arizona, Oklahoma, New Mexico, and now in Toronto, Ottawa, and Ontario, all the way in Canada, you guys, another country. Check out the website, dimeindustries.com, or on Instagram, dime.industries. Nick Smart, the general manager from Canacon, is joining us here today, and I want to thank everybody around here that makes the show happen from Mondo the moon teddy the show dog oscar julio daniel connor cam beach barcelar ali goldie brother pitt mark carnes chris frankino jennifer erica and elvis we thank love you guys for we everything you. you do before we get to the high five with nick smart nick canacon looks like an iconic thing that's going to go down in long beach but we have another one this year in october the 6th and 7th in Detroit, Michigan. You guys are doing this all across the country. Is this your first time going to the Huntington Place on 1 Washington Boulevard in Detroit, Michigan? No, I think it's our fourth, fifth year. Detroit's for sure our biggest show. It's the biggest market that, other than California, but California is such a spread out market. I, I would say that Detroit's the biggest legal market that that we consistently go to wow. it's consistently our biggest show consistently has the biggest turnout people in detroit are fantastic it's my favorite place to go um really? i always have a ton of fun when we go to detroit yeah dude detroit's great don't don't yeah i mean why the would you say that though what, what, what's the scary. what's the real difference in like is it just more packed is it the energy because Maybe in my opinion too, just randomly thinking California's been legal longer and everybody's kind of the California snob yeah. of fucking cannabis. Like, oh, we got this brand and we've been around with the black it's, market forever. It, yeah. Where like I would think Detroit is like, dude, we just yeah. came out. Yeah. I mean, they've been in black market in Detroit well, too, I mean, forever. Th- yeah. They've got, I believe, the second most amount of medical patients in the country. Uh, they just sold $300 million with the weed last month. We're talking about the whole state, obviously. Right. Um, and then just like when you go there, I, I remember the first year we went there and, and you're, we were walking down this, uh, this like boardwalk on the, on the river to get to the convention center from our hotel. You would literally just get high fives from random people walking down. I love the that same energy. boardwalk that you That's were. great. That's a That's cool so energy cool, at an right? event. Like yeah. that. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way it should be at all fucking things. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Football I know. game, baseball that's game. A, I what's agree up, with what's that. Up, dude, how you doing? Yeah. We're all here. We all spent money to be here. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? That's just, just happy, face it. Happy people. And, and we're happy like, to learn and educate I remember, ourselves. That's good. Yeah. There, There's this thing called the people mover where you can get on this train and it just takes you it's like a truck i don't know how to describe it it just takes you around the city right on like this rail thing and we just like met these <laughs> random people and like spent basically the whole night with them and was super fun super cool took us to some cool places uh you definitely don't get that in every city that you go to but you get that like every time you go to detroit it just it's a fun place well that's detroit this year and let's move on to 2024 early in uh april the fifth and sixth you guys are going to one of these markets that's just popping some may say over popping in oklahoma i mean okc you're going to be out there in april is this the first time for a uh for oklahoma sixth wow sixth already and it was a massive oklahoma used to be gigantic especially when it first happened because it was literally the hottest market in the country and as things stay medical and they don't progress to, to legalization, sometimes the market can not be as great as it was. And you kind of see that in Oklahoma now. It's still a really good show. It's still one of our, our, our best shows. I would say the people there are as nice as you could ever meet. And it's exactly like you would think of somebody from the Midwest being kind, polite. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir super cool about standing in a line for an hour to get into the show. No one complains. Uh, Everyone has a good time. The after parties are always fun. The exhibitors seem to always do really well in Oklahoma. Um, And yeah, it's been a staple at Canacon for a long time. And how about New Mexico? Any plans to go to New Mexico? So we went this year. It was a big show. I think it's the biggest show that's ever been in New Mexico. By probably over 50 booths. Um, We had almost 200 exhibitors. We would have had more, but we had literally no more exhibit space. Wow. We had a ton of people show up. We're going back in May of next year. And then we have our new market, I believe, in St. Paul in August. Right? Well, Um, And then we're going to be doing something totally different. You guys are going to Albuquerque, New Mexico. And May we have Albuquerque. Yeah, exactly. So that's going to be in 2024. So they're going to, to New Mexico again, which is good that it, you brought that up. And St. Paul, it, where, where is that? At Florida? St. Paul, Minnesota. In Minneapolis. Oh, Minneapolis. 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 Yeah. yeah. And that's August yeah. 16th in Minnesota. Yeah. Brand new cannabis market. So they signed it in May. It's going to be about 14 months until they start licensing people. And so that puts it at middle of June to, to the start of July. And so that gives about two months for people to at least get started, which is what we feel is a perfect time to get there. And so you get, you know, the exhibitors that get to meet these people, meet them early. They get to make these contacts with them early. And so, you know, once they go back next year, it it becomes a lot easier for them to continue with those contacts. And then people know people, they tell their friends, Hey, go see them at Canacon. They go see them. They make more sales. Uh, and so with that being a new legal market where it really has been a, a stifled medical market, it's projected to make a ton of money there. And there's a lot of people, right? Like 6 million freaking people in those two cities that are within 20 wow. minutes of each other, Minnesota and St. Paul. And I think Minnesota, the, you know, they do this like list of cities, nicest cities in the country to live. Minnesota's ranked third. Yeah, that's just the winter sucks there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I didn't know that either. Um, so but yeah, it, you know, so it I think that's gonna be a great market for us for years to come. Well, yeah, you guys are doing nice then, things in the next two years, but how do you pick these other states and cities? Yeah. Are you just pulling out a map and getting a dartboard and saying, Okay, here we go? Pa. Well, no, we have to listen to podcasts, <laughs> we have to do our research, we have to we have to know who what states are going to go and then you have to hope that that everything that people voted on happens and and once it does then you have to make the decision on on if you think it's going to work and you know sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't sure yeah can I have you guys been in new york yet 
Yeah. Yeah, we went. You know, remember when that huge fucking COVID spike of 2021 oh, happened? Oh, so you went at the worst and like, time. No one was out. Yeah, we went. And we went right in the middle of that. Oh, right that's a fucking like, kick I, in the like, leg. We huh? could have projected that, but <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we know that feeling real well. New York, right here. Yeah, New York, tough one. man. New York's a tough market. We would love to go back. It's so hard to find a space. So expensive. Um, Everything's expensive. Spaces are so expensive. Yeah. Oh my uh, God, I mean, it's I, so expensive to market there. You know, you could have a million dollars in market in New York and still not reach 80% of the people in the city. You know, we, we have, we, <laughs> I, it's funny you say that. Uh, we, we have a, um, you know, we, we launched an education platform in 2015 um, as seminars. And I was, I was doing seminars in 24 different states. And I mean, we would pack the house everywhere we went and we crushed it. We did amazing. It's, you know, in, uh, but at the uh, in New York, I mean, the, the the attendance was just unbelievable. The sales were unbelievable. Uh, the students, you know, retention was unbelievable. But the cost of everything, the advertise was unbelievable uh, too. Yeah, the cost of everything. Market in the country, it's like you walk out of there, and you're like, well, we got some new students. We've got some new people. They went through the education platform. They did the seminars, but but it cost us a lot more. But it cost us a lot more, you know. And it just it, it ain't Texas. It, yeah. it's almost like getting them in for free just to say you got people in from New York. New York yeah. and, you know, it's that it's that. Uh, and and maybe it's we just got to charge more because we're in the a bigger market, you know. But it's it's a tough tough place to to survive out there man so i i get that I, I mean we've honestly really thought about going to syracuse yeah and saying new york city is essentially its own state and it's almost impossible to reach everybody but if you go up north where there's still six million people i mean buffalo just built that four billion dollar stadium wow right. obviously the economy's not terrible right so i mean we've thought about that um but you know we also are going to start something a little bit different than what we've done in the past. And we're going to actually come back to Washington to do it next summer. What's that? A pretty exciting new thing. Elaborate on uh, that. Nick. We're going to focus not. So it's going to be more focused on, on cultivation in general, um, all the way from uh, everything that Canacon has to offer. And then it's going to be much more, uh, it's going to be much more consumer based and it's going to include farming it's going to include gardening it's going to include hemp it's going to include cbd it's it's essentially going to be like a a giant cultivation show nice i'm excited and we've never done anything to ever stray away from canacon but as the market changes you have to change too yeah. and if you don't change then you're essentially going to be like everybody else and when you're like everyone else and you don't stand out you die. That, it makes it more difficult. Yeah. yeah, you eventually will die, right? So yeah. uh, it's it's not a huge change, but what's really cool about shows like that is is that you have so many more potential people that can be exhibitors. And when it's not just business-to-business based and it's also consumer-based, you have a potential to have a lot more attendees as well. And so... I think it's going to be a really fun new show. And if it works, then it'll probably be more of how Canacon will move in the future. Oh, my Blair. God. My buddy Blair just walked in and my dog's barking at him. And my dog, get, get my dog's racist, too. So Blair's a brother. My black dog just <laughs> barks at every brother that walks what in this building. It's, it's a golden doodle, a little mini golden doodle. He's literally sitting on the show set. And Blair, who he knows, Blair, come pet him so he doesn't bark at you no more. Please just walk up to the show right now. Teddy loves him, but like he just starts barking at him every day. His tail's wagging, and it's just funny though. I always nah, say that to on. people going, "I think my dog's racist. It's either you're Mexican or black. He's gonna bark at you and go crazy at you." How you doing, brother? Crop King's in the building. Uh, Nick, before we let you go and do the high five with you, I gotta ask, how did you and your dad Bob come up with the name? I mean, I feel like I got a simple answer for it, but Canacon, you guys came up with it. How did it come about? Sure. I, I think it is simple. I think he copied Comic-Con, just called it Canacon. Nice. For cannabis, right? I think, obviously, I think, right? I, you know, I, I think that was it, right? We're in Seattle. Comic-Con is fucking gigantic here. 100,000 people, you know, I mean, back in the day anyway. And, sure. and yeah, I think it was just... Uh, Canacon, let's go. It was, it's too easy of a name. You know did how many Bob times... Did Bob come up yeah, with it or did you, Yeah, a lot of people tried to use Canacon, too. 
Who who said no, it first? No, Bob came up with all this. This I I didn't. I was selling timeshare, dude. Oh, and, okay. And my, growing I did that weed too. for a living, to be honest, in the cannabis or in the medical uh, mm-hmm. part of Washington, completely legal. But yeah, I I was essentially doing that, and so. All I really did at first was just help him sell booze because I had been a salesman my whole life, basically. And as soon as I got out of the army, I, I went into sales and that's all I ever did. And so, yeah, we, uh, I think he, yeah, he definitely came up with all of that. That's it awesome, was totally dude. his idea. Your I had dad, nothing your, to do with it. Pops to your bit. pops, dude. That's dope. Yeah, big ups, man. I mean, Big Bob doing his thing. I've seen pictures of him online with his white hair now, if I'm not mistaken, the gray white. Is that a picture I so seen of him? So white, dude. Yeah, yeah. So I, white. I've seen it. I think I've seen him on totally LinkedIn or Totally could be Santa Claus. Yeah, Lucky he looks good. like a great big man. I can't wait to see <laughs> you guys. He looks like a smart man. Ah. like that nick we'd like to do the high five with everybody that comes on with us we have the general manager at canacon if you want to go to it folks you heard us say the dates you heard us say the locations find one that works for you just go to the website canacon.org nick five simple questions how old were you the first time you smoked cannabis and where'd you get it from oh 15 and uh, i don't think i should say who i got it from oh put them on put them on they put you in the game Fuck it. I'm, it was for my dad. Nice. Yes, Mine too. That's dope. You know, I had a guy yeah. yesterday that said that too. I say that now. I will not fucking give my kids weed at 15. Not happening. Yeah, but it was no a different way. day back then, bro. I mean, they, it they was ever, a different day. It was like they, 8% or some shit. Yeah, right? they smoked in the car with us. Mexican sass. Yeah. Well, yeah, my parents never gave me my. my yep. How about this, Nick? My older brother, who was 16, and I was six. So, you know what I mean? It comes from the family like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's why i, I sound mean, I the way i do when i was nine and every like i remember the funnest people that you would have to go and collect money from because like kids had paper routes when i was i'm 43 so like you rode your fucking bike through your papers knocked on the door to get money oh yeah and almost like all the people like you would remember it would just reek like weed when when well, you, they would open the door well, was, was there funny. a skunk in that house well joe joe's brother gave him a suppository at six <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you got to check everyone's house dude. it's part of it's part of growing up you done that. on the east side question, that's how we got down yeah so so 15 and it was it was from bob question number two of the high five what is your favorite way to use or smoke cannabis i just take dabs dude that's it a dabber don't i haven't smoked flour for Five years or more. Wow. Nice. Look at you. Converted. Nice. Does mm. your does Bob still smoke? <laughs> only flour. That's only it. Only flour. He's an OG, right? And only in a pipe. Oh, he has a special one or is he whatever? The wooden one. No, it's got it normally it's a it's glass. Nice. Nice. I like the OG wood ones. Nick Smart, GM of Canacon, craziest place you ever used or smoked cannabis. Greyhound bus. I was 16. Nice. It was a, my dad's prototype. The and prototype. we were just fucking smoking in the back of the bus, dude. Dude, fucking me and Elvis always talk about our prototypes that we used to have back yeah. in the day. You can clean it yourself and it has a little chamber for the weed yeah. in there. It's brass. To me, when you had a prototype back hold- in the day, you yeah. were like a god. Like you were yeah. a real smoker. You got, and you had a little money in your pocket. Yeah. Those pipes weren't cheap. Yeah, no, they were like forty bucks back then, and that was a lot of fucking money back. That's then. what I'm saying, dog. Yeah, yeah forty dollar pipe. You ain't fucking buying a proto <laughs> pipe. Look at that thing. Show it on the YouTube page right now. Look at that's an OG proto pipe right there. Yeah, huh. we we had many of those at the house. They're floating around all over. My dad would break them, play with them, change them up. I used to love. Do you remember they had the little poker where you could like poke the bowl? And, oh, they yeah. got, like, and then you get that hash. It's like you're making your own shit. hash. Yeah. You're just pulling it all out and yep. then putting it in a ball, and then you're smoking Burn, that ball. Burning it from the stick. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That was great times. Question number four of the high five. What is your go-to munchie after you get high? Oh, my God. Like, if I could choose anything, yes, sour sir. straws, dude. <laughs> So what flavor? Blueberry. Wow. 100%. I like that. I'm into it. I'm a my fan. fatty just kicked in. I think my blood sugar level just spiked just by thinking about <laughs> it so hard right now. 
I gotta use the restroom. My BSL's got me sweating already just fucking thinking of those. You gotta go pee. Yeah. Just everything's going through our bodies right now. Question number five of the high five. Nick Smart, Canacon, folks. If you've seen him out there, he ain't been out there for a few years. He's yeah, been raising no. the kids, but he's been putting this all together behind the scenes for you guys. But Nick, if you could smoke cannabis with anyone, dead, dead or, or alive, alive, who would it be and why? I think only because he's dead and I don't think, and I think because he's my sports hero and I don't think he ever smoked weed, Kobe Bryant. Oh, he smoked weed before. Man, he's got to do it. Definitely got to be Kobe. I can't put up that. I can, and if somebody alive, it'd be Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is a good one. Joe too. Rogan, yeah, you know that, that'd be a, that'd be an alive guy for sure. Joe did Joe. a uh, like a fifteen minute skit on his uh, on his actual live uh, with me, you know, uh, and uh, he clowns on me for like fifteen minutes, and I got to go uh, backstage with him and hang out with him, and I tried to get him to smoke, but uh, he wouldn't smoke the weed I had. But he was like, yo, we can smuggle my weed because <laughs> he doesn't smoke anybody else's. <laughs> so he, he won't he won't smoke anybody else's weed unless he knows where he gets it from. So just keep. Well, that. I mean, you got to you got to admire a guy that that, you know, takes care of his body that well into his 50s. He looks better than almost any 25 year old you'll see. Right. So maybe there's something to that. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And I and one thing I would I would tell you that that uh, I know his dealer though, so we could just have the same guy. <laughs> uh, so listen, is there anything else that we forgot that you want to bring up about Canacon, the things you guys are doing? Um, you know, before we let you get on out of here, bud. No, you know what? I think we covered everything, guys. That was that was good stuff. Well, and not only that, Nick, uh, if, you know, whenever you guys are doing the next one, I know you guys got another few coming up and all this other stuff. Let's just check in and even get some of the big presenters that are coming on, come on the show and talk about going out there and check your email because I just sent you a picture of Kobe and I back in the day hanging out. So I just emailed it to you so you can just Tell see. you did it. Oh, I did. Motherfucker. Yeah, I'm going to. Now he said, "Motherfucker!" Hold on. Now, I thought now, if you were in studio, I was gonna pull it up. Yeah, right I, here, dude. You see that? All right. So I gotta tell you this one story. And my wife says I ramble, but fuck it, I see it, dude. That's so cool. Is that not dope? You're kind of tall, actually, because Kobe's like six seven. So shit, you're only a few oh, inches Joe's, shorter than yeah, him. Yeah, Joe's I'm a big dude. Right, Joe so like, Grande, you baby. Could, come on. It, whoever sold the most subscriptions to a newspaper either got a hundred bucks. Or they got to go to a Lakers game and meet Magic Johnson. Ooh. And I sold the most subscriptions when I was nine years old. And I liked money so much back then that I chose the hundred bucks instead of going to the Lakers game. What a fucking and idiot. What a fucking idiot, dude. Yeah. The stupidest decision ever, dude. I mean, yeah, you know, and, and I love him. Every time I see Magic Dog, so he's dumb. so dope and so cool. And he's one of those guys that's just so magical, like the name. I mean, he's always been that ever since he was a kid. The movies you see about him, the specials. And then I've met him countless times. And I've had him on shows that I've done for so many. I've done a Lakers show, for God's sakes. Because, you know, I come from radio. So I used to work at Power 106, Kiss FM, Fox Sports, NBC Sports. And I actually did a Lakers show for a while and Raiders and all this other crap. And now I'm here doing cannabis. But the point behind Magic is he's such a great dude. I mean, I have a Magic Johnson... Uh, <laughs> Jersey in the other room signed by him. Matter of fact, here at the office. I Come also on. got I also got a picture, Joe. Of I got a Jordan sign. That's the only you cool thing I got. To him. That's right. Yeah, um, matter of fact, Blue was at the doctor's office not too long ago. I would say months before he passed, actually. Oh yeah. I was, he probably, was literally at the doctor's office. With I was him. I was the last one to take a picture with him. Of us, yeah, that's facts. I mean, for sure. It's, it's just so crazy. Yeah, Kobe was uh, one of those dudes. It's funny you mentioned him. Just a great guy, though. He was always a solid dude in my book, too. Him, Vanessa, the whole family. One year, I dressed up me as too. Shrek for uh, Halloween, and he took a picture with me and his daughter. And then the next year, he goes, you know, your picture's up at my house, right, Joe? And I go, you're kidding me, right? He goes, no, we put the picture of you and Shrek and my daughter up at the house for Halloween. And I was like, that's so fucking dope. That's so cool. He was well. He didn't give a shit about his status. He was never that kind of dude, right? Like he could give a fuck if he was famous or not. And he, just, that, and he worked out hard. I mean, he was first one there yeah. at the gym. Like even when you watch that special, the Dream Team, them fools are coming back out of town, Send and and, and, uh, and then it's like boom. You know what I mean? They're they're like, 
Oh, he, he's going to the gym, and then he oh, changed well, the that, whole dynamic. Yeah. So we when did. LeBron thought he was the best player in the league, and Kobe showed him it was fucking Kobe's team. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good that was a good documentary. It really was. All those things were just fucking amazing. We just sent you another video, like when uh, he just another picture as wild well. through Powell. Oh, dude, that was crazy. Oh, I know, right? And, right? and Powell was his teammate. And oh, first play gosh. of the game, he goes, watch. I know. Boom. And he yep. just runs fucking Powell but just I think all Powell over. Powell knew. Like, he knew, right? He knew. He was like, I, of course he knew. He played with them for 10 years. Uh, they won two championships together. Should have won fucking three championships. Yeah, it's one of those... Uh, He's one of those guys that, dude, it still just fucking gets me. You know what I mean? Like, I, cause I literally think of him so often. Me, and it's just such a weird dynamic to think that I literally do think of him, not in like a, a weird, whatever way, but it's like, I fucking think he's one of the best dudes, one of the best everything. Like, and, and not only that, for, I will, for him, I'll never get in a helicopter. Never. <sighs> never. Man. I mean, and that's one of those like moments. Like, my son wants me to take him heli skiing. No. Mm -mm. You're like, I'm not doing it. We're not doing that, son. Well, no, well, listen. We're not getting in a fucking helicopter, dude. Well, listen, I sent you. Uh, Joe sent you another, well, another, right another uh, picture there. It. But, but listen, man, we we appreciate you joining the, us on the show. Uh, we look forward to it. Like Joe said, man, next time you know you guys have this next show is coming up. Let's tee up some of the speakers. Let's get more involved. We'd love to to, to help you guys push this. You guys are doing a great thing out there, and, and we appreciate it from the industry side as well. So thank you guys so much for for having Canacon and and uh, and helping our industry evolve. It's, it means a lot to us as well. You know, thank you very much for having me on. You guys have by far the biggest reach in in cannabis platform and. I, I love talking to you guys. This is super fun. And, you know, we really do do regional shows specifically because we want to help the cannabis industry grow. You know, that's that's really what we did for, for the last 11 years. And I think we've I think we've been very professional and very, you know, successful at doing that. And I really hope that, uh, you know, with our new idea, with our new cultivation venture, that we're going to do the same thing. So yeah, thank you very much for having me, guys. Really appreciate it. And uh, I would love to get on this again. I'd love to get some of our, our bigger sponsors, uh, uh, some of the bigger speakers to, to get on to with us maybe next time we'll, we talk. Absolutely. Not a problem, but let's make that happen, Captain. All right. All right. Have a nice day, guys. Well, there it is, guys. It's Cannabis Talk 101. And remember this, if no one else loves you, we do. Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the show now. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV... This is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.